Hello, and welcome to the Public Speaking Superpowers Podcast. This is your host, Karma Spence, author of the award-winning and best-selling book, Public Speaking Superpowers. In today's episode, you are going to be thrilled with the amazing podcasting advice from Francisca Cosman. She is a singer a composer, a podcaster, a music producer, and a podcast coach. I interviewed her a couple months ago for the author switch. I will put a link to that episode in the show notes. And in this episode, we focus more on how podcasting can build your platform as a speaker. And her advice is top notch. Enjoy the episode. It was pre-recorded, so in a moment you will notice a wardrobe change. Welcome to the podcast, Francisca. Thank you, Carmen, for having me. Well, you are an expert in podcasting, and I think podcasting is an excellent medium for speakers because they're speakers, and podcasting is speaking. But, it, you know, it's so funny. I've talked to a lot of speakers and it's funny because you, you get them on stage and they're so comfortable. They love it. You get them in front of a camera or a mic and suddenly. Let me and... tell you why. <laughs> why is that? So speakers are usually or may, maybe they're more comfortable as extroverts and the audience is feeding the energy. And they feel like they're talking to someone, which is why podcasting is extremely hot for introverts because they can just be cooped up in a closet with great soundproofing and they can be super comfortable, comfortable talking into a mic without anyone looking at them. Oh. So there is that lack of live audience that speakers who have experience speaking in front of live audiences are missing. They're missing that interaction and that engagement real in real time. Interesting, because I am an introvert, which is probably why I've had multiple podcasts, because I'm just, I'm very drawn to just sticking in my house and doing videos and podcasting. That said, I can go on a stage too, and I have no problem. I'm one of those I guess, I don't know if they're rare or not, but I'm one of those people who can be in front of a camera or on a stage and it makes no never mind to me. But for those who have been thinking about podcasting or are being urged to podcast, how do they know that this is right for them? So I think if not for COVID-19, it would take a lot longer for authors and speakers and entrepreneurs to get with it even though they're pretty fast and the podcasting space is growing very rapidly. But live speaking engagements and events are not such a possibility like it was a year ago. Uh, yeah. And if you, if you are missing that audience and event part of your life and your career, then podcasting is a great way to capitalize on your audience because that's where people are at. 
So it's a great way to grow a platform because I know that that's why you started yours. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what led you to podcasting and what it's been doing for you and your business? Yeah, I'd love to share a little bit about that. So I started off as a singer composer. I went into music production, but no one was listening to my music and no one knew who I was. And that's a big problem when you are an expert at your craft, but you do not know how to market yourself. And it is so ironic because I majored in marketing in college. (laughs) But when it comes to marketing yourself, it's a whole different animal. And podcasting became my sort of last resort. I was in a very dark place. I had released my fifth album. I put out a bunch of music videos. I threw a lot of money at my art and I wasn't getting the traction I wanted. Mm -hmm. So someone suggested I start a podcast and I know I said this on other podcasts, but I said, what's a podcast? And it took me a couple of months to figure it out. But because I'm a doer and I get it done person, I figured it out, even though it was super, super draining, annoying, time consuming, frustrating. (laughs) But I started doing it. I had to explain to my guests what a podcast was to get them on. I had to, you know, sometimes walk them through whatever technology they needed to set up just to be able to call me and be recorded. And I used it as a platform to just talk about all the issues I was facing as an indie artist, as somebody who just created my own music and had no one to share it with. And slowly but surely, with every guest, I attracted new listeners and people who were interested in this new space that I was creating. And I think that helped a lot with the change I brought into my space, the awareness, the camaraderie amongst my colleagues. And most importantly, I built such valuable relationships with my guests. Some of them are really close friends. We worked on projects together. Now it's almost like a a hand-in-hand thing. You know, if I collaborate with another artist, they expect Uh. to be on the podcast (laughs) or the other way around. So it's a lot of fun. It's a great tool. You know, when I reach out to certain people I consider intimidating or have higher celebrity status than I do, that usually uh, coincides with Instagram followers. But (laughs) saying you have a podcast, you're inviting them onto something is a super valuable tool to pull out of your pocket instead of just saying, hi, I'm a big fan. I'd love (laughs) for you to like shout out my brand on your Instagram. So this is a great way to use other people's audiences to grow yours because you are doing something nice for them. People, no matter how famous and busy, they love to talk about themselves and they love to share their information and they love to mentor. Maybe not with everyone and maybe not all the time, but if you have the right match for them, Mm-hmm. And it's a wonderful way for you to network, grow your network, grow your audience. And a lot of podcasters think it's all about the audience, but I love to remind them it's a lot about the relationships they're building with their guests. Yeah. The guests might become their clients. Their guests might become their best friends. Their guests might refer clients to them. That's a relationship you want to take care of and treat with respect and Indeed. enjoy. Yeah. 
And ha has it actually helped you sell your music more? So great question. Sell my music? No, but share my music? Yes, because people don't buy music so much anymore. Oh, but do they yeah. know who I am? Yes. Do they know my songs? Yes. It's it's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's so fulfilling. And it feels like the hard work paid off and it's worth it. I definitely want to keep going with it. Not to say I didn't have some dry, dry months where <laughs> I was not into it and where I felt like I was doing everyone a favor. Mm -hmm. um, but I plowed through it. I made some changes. I set new expectations and some new boundaries for myself. And I feel like I definitely have a new energy now to my podcast. I'm also a lot more open to just going off topic and just talking about other things. I started a new series that I do once a month where I interview survivors of abuse. Mm. Um, I just recently did this past week, I did an episode on the elections totally not my style, but I'm like, <laughs> we're going with it. Because <laughs> yeah. for me, it's about giving a voice to people. And I felt like with everything that's going on, and by the time this is released, we're going to know how everything unfolds. <laughs> right. But people feel silenced. People feel like they can't express themselves. People feel alienated from their friends and families and communities sometimes. And what was ironic that both of my guests uh, I, I was completely neutral on this particular episode and it was hard to recruit people for this episode, but both of them were like the underdog of their communities. Like they Interesting. both felt, they were both voting differently where they were living. Uh -huh. So it was an interesting dynamic there. Yeah. And I'm happy I facilitated that conversation. So very interesting. Yeah. So it sounds like podcasting can actually have two things, do two things for your business. It can, it can increase your followers and people who potentially could buy from you, which is a good thing, but it also helps you find, I guess the lingo is joint venture partners. Oh yeah. Power partners. Power partners. Yeah. That's wonderful. So if uh, one of my listeners is, or one or more, hopefully are saying, okay, Francisca, you've convinced me I need a podcast what do I do to start one? Attention authors, speakers, and coaches. Does your website attract nothing but crickets and tire kickers? Then you might be committing one of the five deadly mistakes of homepage design. Home Sweet Homepage, how to fix the five deadly mistakes that authors speakers and coaches make with their website's homepage will help you clear the crickets, repel the tire kickers, and start attracting the right kind of traffic that will convert to readers, clients, and speaking opportunities. Available wherever books are sold in paperback and ebook formats. Bookmarketingclub.com forward slash homepage book. Francisca, you've convinced me I need a podcast. What do I do? to start one. So I have a free group on Facebook where I share lots of tips and I have a free resource checklist. So as long as you are in my aura, so if you join my group or you become my friend, I could give you access to that checklist where you could do it all on your own. You could also watch my videos and trainings. You can also book a call to book your VIP day or ask about it. I have 
great videos, like an animated video about what the day looks like. But the idea is by the end of the day, your podcast is launched with a trailer that's already submitted to all the major platforms and you have your graphic and your intro and your music and you, and ideally I have this for anyone who already has a VA or some sort of team setup. So I'm training the host to record and how to record and what to press and what to connect to what. And then I'm teaching the assistant or the co-host or whoever else is a part of the team how to take it from there, including marketing, uploading, distributing, editing. I went in completely reverse steps here, but that's, <laughs> I include that's okay. all of that. Okay. Now you mentioned something I had not thought about before, a trailer. Talk a little bit about that for a moment. I mean, what, I mean, I know what a book trailer is. Is it the same thing for a podcast? And so, why do you have one? So I'm a, I, I wouldn't call it in a bad way, but I'm a cheater. My whole thing is like, how can I get to my result as fast or as best or as quickly? How can I do the least amount of work to get the most amount done? Mm -hmm. So for example, if someone is doing an interview style podcast or they're doing their own uh, self-hosted show, right? Mm -hmm. It might be too overwhelming to have all of that prepared for the VIP day when we sit down. It might take oh. an hour just to do the episode. So a trailer is really our mini episode so we can go through all the steps so everyone knows what they need to do. Okay. Also, when you submit your podcast to iTunes and to your hosting platform, you can't just send an empty podcast with a picture, with a graphic. Right. You actually need an audio track and it needs to be uh, aligned with what your podcast is about. So a trailer is something that can be done under an hour under half an hour. Okay. And it's something that gets the ball rolling. It's also excellent because at the end of the day, you can say, hey, check out my trailer to learn all about what the podcast will be about. So you're starting to engage your audience for the first time instead of, which lots of people do, mm -hmm. they sit down, they do all their, you know, preliminary podcasting work, and then yeah. they sit down and record eight, 10 episodes to release in a batch which is there are definitely pros and cons to that. I'm not really, I don't recommend that specifically because it's, it's a lot of work to put on yourself to begin with. You also yeah. have no time to get any feedback from anyone. Exactly. But yeah. the, the pro to that is your audience gets to binge watch something and experience you in a deeper way right away. Exactly. Because they might forget about you once they click the trailer, you have to remind them to come back and listen to you the next week or whenever right. you release again. Yeah. When I launched this podcast, um, I just launched it. Like I put one episode up and went from there. But when I launched my other podcast, I just launched the author's switch last year. I literally recorded three episodes, posted them to my blog three days in a row. And then on that third day, that's when I quote unquote, launched it even though the first two episodes had already been out for a couple of days i don't know if that was a good way to do it or not but i'd been told that three episodes is what you want when you launch so that's what i did you know if you're launching and you already have an email list of ten thousand people you mm -hmm. don't need anything to launch a podcast that's true you have yeah. three people who know you exist you might need more than three episodes to get the ball rolling <laughs> so i don't like these rules that are just you know the work for everyone type. 
Yeah. For me, it's very practical. What can you do so you can continue doing our podcast? Or what can you do to get started? Let's do that. Let's yeah. find a way that works with you. If you are someone who has to record eight episodes in a, at once and then schedule them out or release them in a batch, then that's what you're going to do. And they might not be so timely, meaning if there's something's going on in the world and they're being released and it has nothing to do with what the world's going through, like I pre-recorded three months of episodes and then COVID happened and half <laughs> of the things we were talking about were so relevant or it would have been so much more fun having more timely content. Exactly. Out. Yeah. So that's the only time I don't recommend doing it in, in advance. But if that's the only way you're going to podcast, do that. You have to work with what works for you. And that's part of what I do as part of my work with my clients is really listening to them and customizing their shopping list to that, meaning what tech products they will need, because every client I recommend different things to. Mm -hmm. And same with what hosting platforms they might use or what recording equipment they might use to record their episodes. So I really work with every client separately to what they need and how they will work best. Because the podcast is not about doing it once. It's about being able to do it consistently. Yes. That's definitely. how I set them up. I, I, I drill in the important pieces to it. And that's really important because I've had several podcasts before and they all kind of withered on the vine because I think my ambition was way up here, but my ability was down here. <laughs> so I just, you know, I, I burnt myself out on each one and stopped. So I think that's very good advice. Do what you know you can do consistently and just get started. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for all your wonderful advice. Is there anything I haven't asked you that you think speakers really should know about podcasting? Absolutely. So, and I don't know if I brought this up before, but it's not the way the podcasting platform works right now. It's not that you put out a podcast and people will just find you. Right now, you have to do the work of promoting your podcast in order mm. for it to be heard. So if you're launching a podcast and you don't have a brand name that lots of people know about, then you have to go, well, either way, you have to go promote, but you can't expect people to know about your podcast and listen to it if you are not promoting it. So right. marketing your podcast is just as important as your content, because if you have excellent content that the trees are listening to and that's it <laughs> it's really sad that you're putting all this energy into that exactly trees don't trees don't hire speakers <laughs> trees don't hire speakers love that right. wonderful so thank you again for being on this podcast if someone wanted to learn more about you maybe you're listening to your music or hire you to coach them through the process of launching their podcast where would they go franciscacosman.com is a great way to go learn about what I do and reach out to me. And I will put that link in the show notes at publicspeakingsuperpowers.com. Thank you again so much, Francisca, for sharing your wisdom today. You're so welcome, Karma. Thank you for having me. This is Karma Spence, your host of the Public Speaking Superpowers podcast, signing off. Mm -hmm.